When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bowling up, Coley on 49, it's a taken! Stephen Smith at second slip, dives across, it's a screamer. Bowling gets a huge wicket of Virat Coley. And Steve Smith, he's made an art form of diving to his right. Scott Boland. Boland here, Jadeja's second ball. It's as well. Boland gets two and three balls. Jadeja caught behind for a second ball duck. Australia on a roll. Scott Boland, a star. Yes, Scott Boland is a star. He's been a star since he was introduced to the Aussie Test team. My feeling personally is that he needs to stay in the team regardless of where Josh Hazelwood is at now. But to get the thoughts of a cricket expert on this, we're going to talk to Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Crick Info. Tristan, welcome to the show. Morning, Duff. Enjoyed some of those highlights from the great Adam Collins. was certainly good listening. So what does it mean, World Test Champions? Is it... Is it a big trophy already, or is it still building, do you think, as a thing? Uh, I think it's still building. I mean, it's only the second edition. The first edition was during COVID as well, so the first final was played without fans. But I think the atmosphere was was certainly very very lively and obviously filled with a pro-Indian crowd, so it helped they were in the final. But I thought it was a, uh, a good game, a very good match, but... A little bit interesting because it's the the grand final, so-called, of cricket, the, the ultimate test, as they were branding it. But both teams looked quite rusty playing test cricket. Obviously, they haven't played for, for three months. Um, a lot of the players have been playing in the IPL. So you saw uh, periods where bowlers were looked pretty rusty and you saw Pat Cummins taking a couple of wickets with no balls, saw some drop catches. Um, so in some ways, it was uh, probably not the best uh, quality of cricket, of course, uh, as one would expect with uh, players having haven't played for a few months. But I thought the spectacle was was very good, and I think uh, with a bit more, I suppose, uh, awareness of this competition, it's played over two years. The the system's a bit muddled, and it's certainly not a equitable uh, sort of format with uh, teams not playing against each other. Australia didn't even play. New Zealand and Bangladesh in the cycle, India and Pakistan, of course, haven't played test cricket against each other for 15 years and probably won't for, for some time to come. So it's a little bit of a, um, it's certainly a bit of a convoluted uh, format, but I think the final is a good idea. It builds a bit of context to test cricket. Um, maybe they could have a semi-final to build into the final to add a little bit more anticipation um, for this match. But no, I think it was a pretty decent uh, test match overall. Does Scott Boland play in the first test of the Ashes series? No, he has to. I mean, he was quite clearly the pick of the bowlers. The way he uh, dismissed Virat Kohli was, I mean, it was just brilliant seeing bowling, the way he set him up, just immaculate line and length, um, and then eventually just pushed one wide, and Kohli went for it and, and edged to slip. Uh, Kohli had been playing really well. I mean, the night before, he it was uh, sort of the, the Kohli of old. He had... Uh, 
played so well that gave India a bit of a sniff heading into the fifth day. And you thought that maybe if he could uh, sort of score 100 and, and take them deep, that perhaps there were a chance. But once Scott Bowen removed him and, and then he got Judasia just two, two balls later, that was the game. And, and that's what Scott Bowen does. He's so consistent, doesn't concede many runs, builds up the pressure, and then he goes bang, bang, can take a couple of wickets in, in one over. He's done that repeatedly so far in his test career. So he was quite clearly the, the pick of the bowlers, um, the best bowl of the, the test match. And, I mean, the debate now will be whether Australia stick with this lineup or or if Josh Hazelwood seems like he's going to be available, whether they drop Mitchell Stark, who was pretty wayward for, for most of the match. But my sense is they'll stick with the with this lineup. Well, that was going to be my next question. If Scott Boland stays in, he's more like for like with Josh Hazelwood. So does that mean that Josh Hazelwood misses out? I think so. I think Mitchell Stark, while he's very, it was, he was pretty out of sync, especially in that first innings, he is a wicket-taking bowler, and we saw that when he removed Coley in the first innings with an absolute gem of a delivery, one that bounced up and um, caught Coley by surprise, and he, he, caught, he edged his slip. So Stark, while he can leak runs, uh, he can take wickets, and he bowled a bit better yesterday. He picked up a couple of late wickets, might have helped his confidence, and as I mentioned earlier, haven't played much cricket for, for a while, so there was probably some rust there, but I think he's a bowler that England's going to go after. Um, of course, they're playing this uh, bowl highly aggressive uh, style of, of batting, and he's, I think they're going to target Mitchell Stark out of all the bowlers, which can obviously get him into the game, and he might take wickets as a result. So I think they're going to back him in. He only played actually one test in the 2019 Ashes in the UK, but I think they'll start with him and... Uh, I guess it will just depend on, on how he goes in this, this first test, which is uh, shaped as a really pivotal uh, sort of start to the series. And uh, But yeah, I think Australia will stick with this formula. Travis Head, is he the most improved player in Australian cricket? Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, just what he's done the last 18 months and really backed his ultra-aggressive style of batting has been just really impressive. And he's, he's added something to this Australian middle order, which previously was a little bit frail at the sort of 5-6 position. Um, he's, in some ways, he might be the, the sort of inspiration for, for baseball, actually, because he peeled off a couple of counter-attacking hundreds in the last Ashes series uh, in Brisbane and, and Hobart in tough conditions with Australia under pressure. And Ben Stokes was watching that pretty closely, and he's he said publicly that that uh, you know he, he sort of locked that away, and once England appointed Brendan McCullum as coach, they've decided to to go this uh, you know as ball uh, style, and that uh, English fans might have to brace themselves because Travis Head might out basball basball. That was the innings that set the test up, wasn't it? Really, we were, we were sent into bat on day one. The, the wicket was doing a bit, the ball was doing a lot through the air, and when Travis Head just took them on and took the game away from them, I, I don't think India, from that point on, were felt like they were even close to being in ascendancy from any point uh, on from there in the match. Yeah, well, if you win the toss and elect a bowl, you pretty much want to bowl out the, the, the team on day one, and 
uh, and Pat Cummins himself, he would have bowled. So it was you can't really um, criticise Rohit Sharma's decision. And India looked pretty, you know, in a pretty decent position early on day one. Australia were about three for 75, and Head comes in, and, and that's what he does. He just changes the momentum pretty quickly. All of a sudden, he's hit a, a few boundaries. He's sort of 20, 30, and Australia sort of dug themselves out of um, a position of, of difficulty. And he combined brilliantly with Steve Smith, exactly what Australia, you know, sort of a perfect partnership where Head plays aggressive, Smith sort of just sticks in and, and plays more of a supporting act. And that partnership really set Australia up. And from that position, when they, they score, uh, have a first innings of, you know, 450 plus, that's a pretty, uh, you know, that's going to win most test matches. And from there on, I mean, India were on the back foot. And Australia pretty much dominated the test match and deserved the, the win. Is our opening batting combination a concern going into the first test? Usman Khawaja looked so good in India, but he looked a bit anchored and flat-footed in this one. And you and I have shared conversations about David Warner and and his spot in the team over the last six months or so. It is the worry in the Australian batting lineup. Both Khawaja and Warner have struggled over the years in the UK. I mean, Mitchell Stark actually has a better batting average than both of them. So... Uh, that just shows you they've they've really struggled against the moving ball. I thought Warner actually, to his credit, looked pretty pretty good on on day one in, in the first session under tough conditions. Probably the best he's looked for some time. He, he was pretty fluent and he'll be kicking himself because he was dismissed uh, with a delivery down the leg side uh, on forty odd. And, and if he had just stayed stayed at the crease, he could have really. Um, cashed in in the sort of second and third sessions when batting became easier. So, um, you know, he looked pretty good in that, that first innings, but the second in, innings, again, he sort of caught behind and um, nicked one early. So that's uh, been a common sort of dismissal for him over the years in, in the UK. And and Usman Khawaja as well, he's he's someone who can nick off a bit early. Um, in those seeming conditions. So it's probably the one area of concern for Australia. I mean, after that, they look pretty strong, really. I mean, you look at, obviously, we talked about head, but Cameron Green looks pretty short at number six, and Alex Carey as well at seven, batted very well in both innings. So England, uh, you know, that's probably one area they can, they can they might feel like they can get Australia early with Warner and, and Khawaja a little bit out of touch. Yeah, Alex Carey. The only thing wrong with him is he hasn't convinced himself to put away the reverse sweep yet. He uh, it uh, it got him again in the first innings, but uh, uh, I, I wonder how much evidence you need before you realise no, I've, I've got enough shots in other areas where I don't need to play that one anymore. But anyway, um, how much anticipation do you have for this Ashes series now, Tristan? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's probably going to be the arguably the biggest series in, in well, certainly Ashes cricket for some time. We've got both teams are, are strong. I think Australia deserves to be the favourites. England do have a few concerns with their attack. I mean, they've, uh, they've just lost their spinner, uh, Jack Leach. Uh, he's out for the series, and that's a massive blow for them because he's maybe not uh, the most, uh, he's certainly not a star uh, in bowler, but he sort of anchors that... Um, that attack in terms of he can really bowl of overs, he holds up an end, and he can pick up the odd um, important wicket. His role is a little bit similar to Ashley Giles in 
the classic 2005 Ashes series where he uh, just held up an end and England's star quicks from the other end did most of the damage. Uh, so that's a, a pretty big blow for England. And there's still a, a bit of injury concern over um, James Anderson and, and Ollie Robinson, who might be their, their best uh, quick. And they've already uh, lost Joffre Archer, who's their most fiery quick. And we remember him from the 2019 Ashes and the kind of hostile bowling he was delivering to uh, Steve Smith. Um, so, so England's got a, a few more concerns than Australia, who are very stable right now. And I mean, they've got a dilemma in terms of who they play, Hazelwood, Stark or, or Boland, and, and that's a very nice um, sort of quandary to be in. One more before I let you go. Who starts favourite in the Ashes? Uh, I think Australia, just as, as I mentioned, just the stability. And uh, obviously this was a nice, uh, well, we won't call it a glorified warm-up, but it was a, a nice, um, nice sort of tune-up uh, ahead of the Ashes and, they, uh, there was a, b- a little bit of rust there, but I think it was a pretty complete performance. And, uh, yeah, if, if Australia can win the Ashes, I think this team gets a little bit closer to, to maybe being recognised as a perhaps a great team. I don't think it's a, an all-time Australian team, but it's, it's certainly probably the, the best Australian team we've, we've had in the last 15 years. It's been a very up-and-down period in, in Test cricket um, for Australia since that golden era. But I think this, this team right now, seems very settled and uh, they don't have many holes so I think Australia should should win I think England will have their moments and it'll be a bit of a, a series of uh, momentum swings but I'm tipping uh, Australia 3-2 Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Crick Info giving us his thoughts on the World Test Championship and the upcoming Ashes Series thanks for sharing them with us Tristan thanks Dart, have a good one Yes, thank you to Tristan. What do you think about the Ashes? Give us your thoughts on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. Call us on the open line 13 12 55. We've got a lot of texts and messages to get through in the last half hour of the show. We'll take a break on Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA.